1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, February the 9th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today, on February 9, 1971, a magnitude 6.6 earthquake in California's San Fernando Valley claimed 65 lives. It claimed nearly every freeway in the North Los Angeles area as well. And today, and February 9, 1971, the crew of Apollo 14 returned to Earth after man's third landing on the moon. Today in 1825, the House of Representatives elected John Quincy Adams as president after no candidate received a majority of electoral votes. Today in 1943, World War II Battle of Guadalcanal in the Southwest Pacific. It ended with an Allied victory over the Japanese forces. Today in 1950, in a speech in Wheeling, West Virginia, Republican Senator Joseph McCarthy of Wisconsin, he charged that the State Department was riddled with communists. Hmm. Today in 1963, the Boeing 727 went on its first ever flight as it took off from Renton, Renton, Washington. For those of you not familiar, Renton is a suburb of Seattle. It's a real close-in suburb. It has an airport there, has a Boeing airport there. Today in 1964, G.I. Joe action figure was introduced as the American International Toy Fair in New York City. Later, as you know, in later years, G.I. Joe would fall out of grace with the left and he would be put in the closet somewhere, I guess. Today, 1986, during its latest visit to the solar system, Halley's Comet, or some call it Healy's Comet, it's actually spelled Halley, but anyway, the comet, it came closest to the sun in 1986. Its next return will be in 2061. We'll be talking about that on, I'm kidding. 2061, the next return of the comet. The return of the Lord may be may well be very much sooner than that return of the comet. We shall see. I believe it is. Boy, Vanity Fair, the leftist, widely read magazine, is taking Sarah Huckabee Sanders to task. They're talking about her State of the Union response. I talked about it yesterday. She gave that on. Live on Tuesday evening, they say Sarah Huckabee Sanders' State of the Union response proves that the GOP, the Republicans, have nothing new to offer. I'm quoting them: "From raging against the woke mob to bellyaching about left-wing indoctrination, the Arkansas governor revealed that the party is still hanging on to hanging its hat on the culture war." <laughs> So much for equality, boy, they don't like us, do they? No, they don't, and they're not the only media outlet that doesn't care for anyone who's attached to conservative values, particularly biblical conservative values. NBC News is running with a story this morning. It says, House Republicans ask Hunter Biden for records on his business dealings. I'm not going to get into the story, but here's how they start. They, They say, Republicans have long targeted the president's son over his finances and other issues. They've got to be kidding. Long targeted the president's son? The president's son has been long harvesting money from every enemy of America around the world. Well, not every, but many. President Biden said in the beginning, when this fr- America people, us ordinary folks out here, found out about it, President Biden first said, "Well, he said I don't know anything about Hunter's business." Now we all know. I mean, that was a, I mean, that was a disastrous comment. We know there wasn't a, a, an ounce of truth in it. We all know that he's very much involved in it. Now we see the pictures of Hunter and his father on the golf course with these guys. And I mean, there's all kinds of dealings going on. In fact, I do a commentary on ACN stations uh, every weekday. And um, the one I'm going to be doing today, you probably will hear it. Those of you on listening on ACN stations, you'll probably hear it later is a little bit about more findings uh, with the Biden family and some of their shenanigans and the amounts of money that they're raising and, and it's flowing into a couple of institutions, one of them we already kind of know about, the University of Pennsylvania, and the Biden Center there. But there's another Biden Center, and I'll, I'm talking a little bit about that in my, um, in my commentary today. Only You'll hear it only on ACN stations. I wish it were on more stations. Maybe if you ask for it on the station you're listening to, they can put it on. It's one minute, and it's daily. But the University of Delaware has received millions and millions and millions of dollars to open a quote unquote center, Biden center there. And Valerie Biden Owens, Joe's sister, is running the thing. I mean, they took in 6.7 million from China. I mean, they took in 23.6 million from sources within Saudi Arabia, 2.5 million from Oman and 1.7 million from Turkey. Yeah, they're, they're being targeted, if you even ask. It's kind of a sad day in the news and in the things that we see today. But as our culture devolves, we stand not on the sand, but on the rock. I was reminded of what John wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. Let me share that with you, just to remind you. You're probably familiar with this, but let's read it and listen to it together. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it shall come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Going to be talking about the spirit of Antichrist a little bit today. Disney is going to be laying off 7,000 employees. Yeah, I know it's a big company, but it still hits them pretty hard. 7,000 employees or 7,000 people, maybe families. The happiest place on earth is swimming in a sea of red ink and pink slips. The Walt Disney Company is eliminating 7,000 jobs worldwide, or more than 3% of its workforce. CEO Bob Iger, they brought him back. He was formerly the CEO. As the company began to go into free fall, losing billions of dollars, in fact, fact, Iger aims to slash a stunning $5.5 billion in spending in an attempt to save the once formidable company. The news media is saying actions, I would say, have consequences. We live in a confused world. We live in a deceptive world we should test the spirits, and we should seek the truth. An ancient truth from the Bible reminds us that we reap what we sow. Disney isn't the only one that's reaping. The Grammys are also reaping what they've sown. I want to talk to you a little bit about that, too. And you said, well, I'm not interested in the Grammys. Well, you should be, because they're feeding the people that are still watching it, and it's a considerably reduced number but it's still millions they're feeding them a lie straight from hell and kids are watching maybe your kids or your grandkids i want to just take a moment today to thank you for your support of this ministry it is solely supported by those of you who listen and believe in what we're doing and want to be a part of it and i want to thank you for that i would encourage you to consider, if you don't support this ministry, to consider doing so. We need your support. I would not be here without it. And so we encourage you to stand with us. These are perilous times. These are very confusing times. It's hard to separate out fact from uh, fiction. I'm not suggesting, if you're a new listener, I'm not suggesting that I have all the answers, but I firmly believe that God does. And if we look look at the culture through the lens of the Bible, through God's Word, at what's going on, I think we can make sense of what's going on, even though it is deep and dark and dirty and deceptive. I believe that looking at things through God's Word, the truth of God's Word, helps us to make sense of what's going on and to better navigate the days in which we live. So thank you so much. We need your support. If you're a new listener, pray about joining us and helping us. Each month we have a budget and it's met by our listeners. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009 Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009 Well, Disney isn't all that happy anymore. 220,000 people worldwide work for Disney, but 3.2% 3.2% of the company will be laid off. The DMED team, the DMED, or Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution, they're going to bear the greatest brunt of the cuts. DMED enc- encompasses within the company of Disney streaming initiatives, including the Disney Plus streaming service or the Disney Plus channel that you can see on your screen if you have cable or, or some other form of, of um Internet service uh, on your on your TV. In November, Disney reported that his streaming services lost one point five billion dollars in the fourth quarter alone. Obviously, that shook a lot of investors. Uh, I'm not one of them, but I'm sure they didn't sleep that night or the day they found out about it. The layoffs also come after a disastrous 2022 that saw Disney stock plummet 44 percent. It's the worst year in nearly 50 years. So former CEO Bob Chapek was immediately fired in November. I mentioned that on this program. uh, Disney's financial woes come as the company increasingly embraces transgenderism, critical race theory, and other forms of woke politics in its entertainment aimed at children. That's what Vanity Fair was promoting by putting down Sarah... Uh, Huckabee Sanders in her response to Joe Biden's State of the Union speech on Tuesday night. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want you to hear the truth. They want to lead this nation ultimately into the pit of hell. That's what they want. I don't know if they define it that way in their own minds, but that is in reality what they want and what they do, and they are committed to that. They're obsessed with it. Some are possessed with that idea. The Disney Plus streaming channel series, The the Proud Family, louder and prouder, is pushing reparations for slavery now. It's just their newest edition out there, claiming it's in its, uh, in its latest episode that America was founded on white supremacy and has, quote, still not atoned for our sins and for our racism. This is Disney. That's what they're doing. Forget the happy face and the ice cream cone and walking down Main Street. That's not where they are now. Disney family members are on the board, and they owned a bunch of stock, obviously. Walt was generous. This isn't the Disney that Walt built that he dreamed of. I can tell you for sure. I didn't know him, but I know some people who knew him. He was a family person. He was normal these people are seeped in perversion. And some of the family members of Disney are the ones that are pushing the company to become more and more and more a voice for perversion. And that's what we're seeing. And as I said, the Bible reminds us that what we sow, we reap. We may not reap it immediately. Disney's Encounter with reality has come pretty quickly. Sometimes it takes longer, but the word of the Lord is true, and it stands. Last year, the company picked a political fight with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. We talked about that on this program. The fight was over the state's parental rights and education law, which forbids the teaching of sexuality and gender theory to kids in kindergarten through third grade. So Governor DeSantis took a position on that. The Florida legislature supported him on it, and they jerked a a very favorable carve-out in, in law and policy that was given to Disney back in the 60s, I think. I think it was the 60s, in Florida. And it allowed them for, like, it, they don't have to go through the state and county zoning uh, laws and all that. They, they can passed their own laws, basically, to a point within the Disney complex there in Orlando. And it was very, very beneficial tax-wise for Disney. And Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, said, if you guys don't stop indoctrinating our children, we're going to pull that deal because we have the right to pull it as a legislature. They laughed at him, basically, and told him to get lost, and he did it. And he took it to the Florida legislature and they agreed. They said, yeah, we're not going to have, we're not going to support this. If Disney's going that direction, this is the end of our relationship with Disney. That special relationship. So they pulled it. I mean, that's basically what happened. The news media presented it quite differently, but that's the bottom line. Well, that didn't end well. It ended up costing Disney its coveted self-governing status in Orlando. So far, Disney seems to be unaware that people are not happy with the content of their so-called entertainment. It isn't entertainment anymore. In their new release or of a remake of Proud Family, Disney's telling children, Lincoln didn't free the slaves. These little cartoon characters are happy, 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 saying Lincoln didn't free the slaves. America was built. These are quotes from the from the uh, so-called entertainment. America was built by slave labor. I don't think, I mean, I'm not a business analyst for sure, but I don't think the cost of doing business is necessarily their greatest problem at Disney. I mean, that would just be me, a guy who grew up on an orchard in central Washington, but it's the garbage that's coming out of their system under the guise of entertainment. That's their problem. And yet they still don't seem to have recognized that they will eventually. People are going to Legoland, but they're not going to Disneyland. And they're certainly not embracing their streaming and broadcast uh, side of the company. But Disney's not alone. There are other companies doing the same thing. Sunday night, while some may have been at church, some churches still have Sunday night services. Grammy Award winner Sam Smith's devil-worshipping performance on the Grammys Sunday night on the Lord's Day, of course, was jarring enough, but viewers argued that what came next was even more horrifying. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I hope you didn't watch this. I didn't. But I paid attention to what was on it, primarily because of this program. I wanted to be able to talk about it, and I wanted to know about it firsthand. So I checked, I looked at some video and stuff. We didn't watch it. But immediately after Smith and his biologically male, identifying as a female, Kim Petrus, wrapped up their unholy performance. That's what it was called. The 65th Grammy Awards cut to a sponsorship ad. Who was sponsoring it? Pfizer. The people that make shots to put in your arm to save you from the Chinese Wuhan COVID. That's how screwed up our world is. Salem Communications' own Town Hall. It's a, it's, a, it's a good website. I read it a lot. Uh, they published this. I'm quoting them. They're, they quoted Tucker Carlson, then they said some other stuff. And so this is from them, Town Hall. Fox News' Tucker Carlson weighed in on the, on the performance and the Pfizer sponsorship ad, pointing out that it came from the artist whose latest music video featured him wearing nipple pasties and getting urinated on. I know, this is rough but it's out there. Your kids are seeing it. Your grandkids are seeing it. Sponsored by Pfizer, they say. I'm quoting Town Hall. A little devil worship. They're quoting Tucker uh, Carlson at this point, Carlson. So let's say you're a modern American who doesn't believe in the supernatural at all, uh, Carlson said. You reject the ideas that you've formed the basis of every society that has formed the basis of every society in all human history. You think it's bunk, good and evil, don't even exist in the absolute sense. Even if you believe that, as some Americans do, Tucker said, it is really a good, and he does, it is really a good idea to mimic devil worship. He said that rhetorically, because what if it is true? Probably not going to end well, right? No one is asking those questions. Sam Smith, the performer there, has gotten rich doing it, His latest music video shows him wearing nipple pasties and being urinated on in a men's room. Yeah, they stormed Omaha Beach for that. That's sobering. Our family's members died on Omaha Beach for freedom. Not this. This isn't it. Tucker said trans ideology plus Satanism. Very popular entertainment. That's end of quote. Town Hall continues, when asked about the sponsorship of such trash, Pfizer said, quote, we sponsor the overall Grammy event, not any particular performance. Beyond that, we don't comment on our efforts to raise awareness. This is not called pornography perversion. It's called raising awareness. In recent years, the Grammys have outdone themselves in being repulsive. This year, they hit the moral bottom. It doesn't, well, I shouldn't say this, but it doesn't get worse than that, I don't think. Their ratings reflect the public rejection. But the morning headline, Monday morning, just a couple of days ago, Monday morning, the headline was, quote, ratings. Grammy Awards audience surges 30% to hit a three-year high. That is an absolute lie. And it's intended to be a lie. Let me give you a little context. Back in 2020, the Grammys drew 18.7 million viewers. That was considered a disaster. At the time, 18.7 million, which is 50% higher than Sunday night's viewership, was nearly an all-time low. Back in 2017, 26 million tuned in to the Grammys. In 2012, 40 million people tuned in to the Grammys. Do you see a trend here? When they used to entertain, when Bing Crosby sang White Christmas or whatever, people enjoyed that. It was entertainment. But now it's become a cesspool of perversion. And the numbers of people watching are still in the millions, but is exponentially dropping. America is rejecting the message of the left. They're not buying it but we get the feeling from vanity fair and the and the various news sources from your local to national to international news sources and entertainment that everybody's buying into this this is the new reality what's the matter with you sarah huckabee sanders you're just hanging on to the old ways you're trying to hang on to the culture war that's all you people have that's the message but it's coming from a minority of the people in America. Because America is turning off the Grammys, and they should. And they're doing it loudly, but they don't want to hear it. The last two years has been disastrous. And then then they put out a headline that makes you think that everybody is flocking to watch the Grammys. And the satanic, and it is satanic, The satanic presentation by, it was either song, I think it was song of the year or something like that, or duo song of the year. It's amazing. John Nolte said, he's not a Christian, but he's very direct and he's conservative. He said, what's happening is very simple. Over the last five years, Hollywood has gotten uglier and uglier. He said, the entertainment industry has nothing but contempt for its fans. The entertainment industry is embracing gross stuff like obesity and hairy guys in dresses as beautiful. He said last night, he said this on Monday, of course, he said last night the entertainment industry gave us chubby Satan. This is an industry only interested in appealing to itself in the ratings. All across the board, reflect that. America is reaching a moral tipping point, and a large number of people today in America, I believe, are getting fed up with the insanity. All of it, whether it's Satanism on the Grammys or whether it's all this other stuff that Disney's putting out about transgender and and also the the CRT, the slavery thing, and all of that. I believe we heard our president on Tuesday night promise to double down on his commitment to advance these kinds of ideologies under the guise of hard left so-called progress. The next time that someone on the Christian left says to you, you know, I don't think we Christians should be involved in politics. Know that they are completely misled. And that isn't God's will for them or you or me. And it certainly isn't what we as a body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, need to be doing today. We don't need to be running from those who have drawn their bow on reality and truth, as David talked about. We need to stand up for what is right and stand up for godly principles and for goodness sakes, not run from these people. These people are destroying a generation of children. And if we don't stand, knowing what we know, if we don't take a stand for righteousness, we will have to give an account to God. I firmly believe that. And that's why I'm at this microphone every weekday by God's grace and your support to talk about these kinds of things. We have got to be informed. We've got to understand our times. And we've got to take a stand for righteousness. In the name of God, we're called to do that. Salt and light are not something that runs to the dark room and locks the door. When the going gets tough and we live in tough times perilous times in fact the Bible calls them Paul goes into all what all that means and he names all of the perils of times like these the Apostle Peter gives us a pretty straightforward answer as to what we should do as we approach the coming of the Lord Peter said, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. But he said, what should we do? He said, seeing that these things are going to be dissolved, what manner of person ought we to be in all holy conversation and godliness? He says, live godly and act faithfully. Be busy doing the Lord's work. That's what I want to try to do. I think many of you want to do that as well. Let's continue to do it and know that God is going to bless our efforts and God is going to walk with us and God is in control. I'll see you tomorrow.